The date is Friday, January 7th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. In this episode, we're starting off the new year right, with a host of animated characters inspired by a video game. It's the show that's been taking the world by storm, Arcane. We'll discuss how League of Legends influences it, and examine the beautiful artwork in motion that is its visual design. So enjoy! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of season three of your favorite show on the internet, encapsulating all things entertainment. They're still doing this? It's Entertain This. Entertain This? As always, I am your longtime friend. We've been friends for years now. I'm mm-hmm. Alex. I'm Michael. And I'm Nick. We've literally been doing this podcast for years at this mm-hmm. point. Multiple of them. Multiple years we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. Incredible. We're coming up on season three of the podcast. That's what this is. Junior because year. it's our third year of doing it, of mm-hmm. doing this podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> and my voice is giving out because we've been talking for three years, but <laughs> I've learned a lesson and I now have a water bottle next to me. Hydrate. Ooh, smart move. Or dehydrate. Ooh. Wow. That was, yeah, topical. Topical. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, for our first episode of season three, I know it's a bit uncouth and it's not something that we're used to doing on the first episode of a month, but I did bring a special guest to help ring in the new season. Is it Tickle Me Elmo? You're close, would you believe? Tickle Me Grover? (laughs) I don't know if you want Grover tickling you. No. (laughs) Oh, brother, have you seen Piglet? I'm looking all over for him. Poo? Is this Poo? Is, is this Poo or is this the old, the poo. Or is this the old dude from Family Guy? What? No. No, <laughs> no I do yeah. think we sound similar. <laughs> it's me, your friend Poo. Fresh off of public domain. And, be, uh, and able to be used in any form of media. Oh, oh, do you have any hummy, honey? I've got a rumbly tumbly. Oh, both of them. Oh, boy. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. That's Mr. Rogers, you yep. jack shit. <laughs> Get your shit straight in my presence. Jeez. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pooh. Yeah, you told me they were going to be professionals. And so far, I've not been treated with the respect I deserve. I, I know. You're, you're, you know, you, you've been in the business for a long time of entertainment. I just thought that you would maybe enjoy coming on and and you know you know being there our first guests of season three of entertain this <laughs> well i thought there would be more commodities i thought that there would be cloud there's no cloud here you're cloudless yeah a little bit of cloud i'm yeah. getting out of here <laughs> see see you poo don't let the don't yeah. let the door hit you on the, see ya. On the way make sure out. you check out the quick this i did on you <laughs> that guy was an asshole yeah <laughs> i'm sorry guys i I thought he'd be way cooler than that. It's all the honey. This cold open sucks. All right, let's get let's get into the let's get into the episode. He's drunk off me. You gotta you know, let him check. Yeah, he would be. He would be. <laughs> I had this fermenting. <laughs> I found this in the, the back of a fails closet. his vibe check, not clickbait. <laughs> That's the title. There we go. Yep. <laughs> no, don't make that the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, also, as you guys know, as you guys know, our uh, rotation of episodes. Um, kind of flips at the mm-hmm. beginning of each season. So, you know, season one of Entertain This, for the first year we were doing this, I was actually the one... No, wait, it was Nick. Nick started yep. every rotation. So the first episode of the month would go to Nick. Oh. Second year, it was me. And now we've got to Michael. Michael, you are now... You're now the guy... You're now the lead boy. You're the guy uh-huh. in charge. You've been promoted up to captain of the year 2022. Don't fuck it up, because well. clearly we fucked up 20... <laughs> 20 and 2021 both years <laughs> both cons- years cons- consequentially <laughs> yeah so this is your year to shine buddy what do you got for us well don't worry 2022 is a year full of hope uh and i'm just glad that i get to be the initial source of disappointment for it <laughs> so oh, no. off right. yep oh no <laughs> all right so 
Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Entertainers for the Year. Woo! It's my episode. And as as I do, as I do, I do a little bit of research, a little bit of note taking, and y'all are ready to come on a ride where we're going to be discussing what I think ended up being the masterpiece of all of last year. Oh, of all of last year, of all of last year, not Bo Burnham, not Bo Burnham. Mm-mm. We're going to be talking about not not Spider-Man No Way Home. Ooh, it's a close one. I feel like on its own merit, this might stand up a little bit better. But for the nostalgia trip, it's hard to top No Way Home. That's true. I wouldn't say too much about it here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. All right. I think we're going to get to talking about No Way Home. It's inevitable. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, for this week's episode, we are going to be discussing a Netflix animated series called Arcane. If you all would come along on this little trip with us, so you all can just take a little bit and entertain this. I don't know if we we do like a little jingle there. I don't know. It's been yeah, we do. Hey, that music that you guys just heard, that interlude, was made by DJW, who just released his new album Color Palette um, this week on all listening platforms. So you should go check that out. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> we're anyway. also we also making an uh, we're we're a feet on there. We're a feature. Yeah, we featured on a yeah. hip hop album. Our feet are on there. <laughs> That's dope. all six of them. Yeah, but I want to I want to talk about magic. I want to talk about the arcane arts. Am I close? Oh, Is that what we're, we're talking slightly? about? Slightly. What? All right, so we're talking about arcane. Like I said, this show is an absolute masterpiece. Uh, not only because of the story and the plots, the characters, but also because it revolutionizes animation as an art form. Okay. Oh. So y'all might be wondering, Arcane, that's the thing with magic. Like Ma- Alex said. Arcane, that's the thing with... Nick, say it with me. Ar- Arcane, that's, that's the, the thing, thing with, with magic. magic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is not too far off. However, there's a little bit more backstory that goes into it. And if you all have been video game boys and or gals, you'll yeah. notice some familiar things in here. Uh, this show is actually an adaptation uh, of League of Legends, uh, the one of the most popular video games of all time. Uh, it is made by Riot Games alongside uh, Studio Fortiche, a French uh, animation studio who the two of them have actually had like a really long standing relationship uh, dating back to um, what was one of the most viewed YouTube trailers of all time, especially for a video game. This was back in like 2012 or 2013, and it was the like get jinxed trailer, which was the announcement for one of the characters in the game. Uh, so if you've never played League of Legends, uh, nope, nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> League of Legends is like a, it's a tower defense real time something RPG. Yeah. Would that be correct? Yeah, you're you're pretty close. You're pretty close. I feel uh, like it was Raid Shadow Legends before Raid Shadow Legends was Raid <laughs> Shadow Legends because it would always show up before YouTube videos like League of Legends play today. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like Raid Shadow Legends except it's an actual game. Um, Oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there goes our sponsorship. <laughs> no, no um, they don't check the content of the people they hire. We're good. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, League of Legends is one was one of the like first really popular versions of uh a game called like Dota Defense Against the Ancients, which was kind of like a mod over Warcraft three, which was a real time strategy game. So if you've ever played like a real time strategy game, it is like a top down. You click like you, you get all your characters, you click, tell them to go here, click, tell them to go here like uh, Age of Empires or like Starcraft. Those are real time strategy games. Mm-hmm. Um, Dota and League of Legends that takes kind of the concept of a real time strategy game, except you only control one character at a time. And that character has specific abilities that they can use during the game. Uh, Usually it's like four of them. Uh, It would be like one, two, three and four on your keyboard. Mm -hmm. Uh, And those are like three standard abilities and like one ultimate. The ultimate is supposed to be like the definition of what this character can do. Um, 
the whole idea there is that uh, it provides like a really great platform of like these in smaller individual games that would go on for like 30 or 40 minutes that you play against other people. Um, but it would have a focus on these individual characters. And these individual characters would kind of be the vehicle for the companies behind these games, in this case, Riot, uh, to kind of have a vehicle for merchandising. So they would, these were like the first games that really popularized selling like skins, uh, selling like announcer packs where you get like celebrities to voice like what's actually happening in the game, Um, things like that. Um, And it League of Legends was the most popular one for a very long time. And even still to this day, especially with the release of Arcane has actually picked back up in active players uh, to the point where there was like, 180 million players uh within like a month uh which is absolute bonkers um <laughs> how does this compare to the rise and fall of dota 2 because i saw a lot of people on my steam library around like maybe 2013 or so where they're all playing yeah. dota and then i i went to sleep one day and i woke up and they're all playing Legends. of legends so <laughs> what is dota so dota is the defense against the ancient games which was made as a mod on top of warcraft 3 uh dota 2 is essentially um valve the company who portal owned, yeah they made portal <laughs> they owned steam gabe newell um they bought the rights to dota and then they made a new version of it outside of warcraft 3 and called dota 2 um, so the biggest differences between like Dota and League of Legends are the heroes themselves, uh, mm-hmm. as well as like some of the core individual mechanics. Um, but really, they're almost like the exact same game. Um, it's very, very similar. Um, it's just that usually people end up like a lot of people ended up favoring uh, League instead of Dota just because it was a little bit more forgiving gameplay. Mm. And from what I remember, it was a little bit more faster paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was all like coming out around like 2010 to 2013. Right. Yeah. Um, the trailer for Jinx in particular was back in like 2013. Uh, but mm-hmm. League of Legends as a whole, like started 2009, 2010. Um, and one of the coolest parts about that is that like League of Legends, since it came out, has focused put a huge focus on like evolving its presentation to the world whether that's through like their individual cinematics so like the first ever cinematic for league of legends was just kind of like the in-game character models just kind of showing off what they can do and yada 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 Mm -hmm. and then over time they made a huge point of emphasis to continue to evolve that even getting individual animation studios uh like studio fortiche to come in and build these animations for the case of like jinx um, her the get tra- the get jinxed trailer they made an entire music video for it um, and one of the really defining features of it was this really cool style that they developed where it was this almost painterly esque the characters and the actual like interactable things are all 3D but they're stylized to match these painted back t- painted 2D backgrounds <laughs> um that really show off like the best of both 2D and 3D animation. Um, Would that be considered similar to cell shading or am I thinking of something completely different? It's similar. You have to kind of like incorporate uh, techniques of cell shading to get the look correctly, Um, but it's not quite the same. It's kind of like an evolution on cell shading. Yeah, because when I look at a game like Borderlands, for instance, and you have like the... It does look like a cartoon because you have like the really thick black outlines and stuff like that, but somehow they interact in a way that isn't 2D based. It's 3D. It's obviously a 3D game, but I don't know. That that just blew my mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like the first time I ever saw Borderlands, that was like the exact same. I was like, oh my God, this is the best looking game ever. I was like, what's the deal with the stupid ass (laughs) cartoons? (laughs) What is this? I was an ungrateful See, for me, like I grew up and I was like, this is awesome. I love it. (laughs) I was like, this is supposed to be a uh, grown up shooter game that I get to roll around with my friends in cars and shoot things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Borderlands is the least grown up game that exists. <laughs> and I want to be so it is. clear about that. What did that. I know? I was in high school. <laughs> it's like if South Park was a disease that somehow infected like 
Skyrim, yeah. <laughs> you end up with Borderlands. Yeah. Like Extra Skyrim and Fallout. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Riot always made sure that like the cinematics and how they're presenting their game was always like at the forefront. But mm. they and Riot is known for always releasing just some of the best like video game trailers um, specifically about their characters. They just do an incredible job of it. And um, it's crazy because like they would they kind of used the uh, the cinematics that they did as like their ways of showing off the different parts of like the lore and the universe of the game. Uh, a lot of it actually took like a major shift. Originally, the lore of the video game and like the focus of it was that like there was this world of summoners and they were like these nameless, faceless like characters that were kind of stand ins for the players. And what they did was is they were like warring with these other summoners and they would summon these heroes from different planes of existence and they'd pop them onto this like this game board essentially and have them just fight each other. Mm -hmm. um, and whoever won, won that battle of the war. Well, when people released or when they released the Get Jinx trailer and everyone saw how incredible the animation was. The backgrounds were super like interesting. It was this like, like retro futuristic kind of world where things looked like grungy and dirty and disgusting. But at the same time, there are sections that look beautiful. And it was this contrast between the two that people were like, what, where's this at? This looks really cool. This style looks really interesting. What's going on here that riot kind of took notice and was like, People care a lot more about the characters in the world than we thought. <laughs> so what Riot ended up doing was is like a year or two after they released the Get Jinx trailer, they did what pretty much no other game company has ever done. Completely retconned their entire lore and restarted. Is that is that even legal? <laughs> <laughs> what game was it where there was like a huge apocalyptic event that happened? Multiple. And <laughs> and what well they did it specifically because they knew they had to restart everything that would happen to be one of my favorite games of all time that i'm currently playing a lot right now final fantasy 14 there was the final fantasy episode that we talked yep. about they had a, a giant apocalyptic event that they like pulled select characters out of and they basically restarted the canon after the apocalyptic event. well so like everything Damn. that happened before the apocalypse still happened and everyone still kind of remembers it it's just like specifically this small section involving the heroes from that you played as in the original version that was all kind of wiped their actions are still remembered but they don't remember like any of anything about the actual people who did them hmm. so it's like the world has to continue on and you still live with the legacy of everything that happened in that game it's just kind of moving forward everything is kind of redone as like a symbolic so gesture that they read had to redo the entire game hmm. So did League of Legends also do that? No. Instead of taking like everything that they had before, they just like like they cut it and they were just like, we're keeping the characters getting rid of the summoners and everything having to do with the summoners. We're just moving forward. Everything is just the characters from now on. And they were like, level with me. Yeah. <laughs> Consumer level with me. They're gone. Yeah. We're going to deal with that. Yeah. And every consumer is like, great, this makes things so much easier to understand. Yeah. And all the consumers went, yes, yes, very good. Yes. yes. <laughs> I guess that's part of my problem with like games like these, not to call them out or anything like that, but it's like, where do you even start with all the lore? Because like, I'm not super into all this stuff. Character bios. You basically, yeah. it's all told through character bios and cinematics. That's it. I can I can stomach that very yeah, yeah. <laughs> very well. I've I've dealt I I love games that have more obtuse like storytelling than that. I mean shit, one of my favorite games of all time is Dark Souls and Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> that game tells its stories through item descriptions. I mean shit. <laughs> I like it though. Sometimes it can be off putting for some people that are like, what do I gotta do? Buy a book to understand the game? Well, yeah, that's interesting coming from you, Nick, because you, you know, famously love the Fallout games, but the Fallout games lore is a strict like Easter egg hunt. <laughs> the only way that you figure out the lore is by going into those obtuse things and yeah. figuring them out. Yeah. Similar to Bioshock, too. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just very pleasurable to find out the story based on what you interact with in the game as opposed to like going out and buying a book. Right. Well, it's also one of those things where it's like you you buy for certain games, you buy the game to play the game, not yes. to like watch a movie. 
Exactly. And it feels so much better to experience the story and the lore of the game as you're playing it, not mm-hmm. as you're being like forced to watch things happen. Yeah. And then later on, if you're still interested in the game, you can, you know, go dive deeper deep. into it. You can. This seems pertinent to the topic today. But I think that in most cases, when companies are developing games like this, their original concept is always to the mass market. So they always want the game to be something where it can stand alone if it has to. Mm -hmm. But then if they create spinoff things, books, you know, TV shows, movies, Mm -hmm. um, those are for more the hardcore fans who want more, want to understand more. A great example is Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm -hmm. Like it was just a game. uh, And then like the dude, Scott Coffin was like, oh, everyone loves these characters. They want to know more. They, like, found the hidden lore that I put in and, like, they enjoyed it. Okay, I'm going to write, like, 12 books. I'm going to make, like, five more, you know, games. I'm going to have a movie in the works with Paramount. Like, I'm going to do all this stuff. Because even if you just play Five Nights at Freddy's 1 and then you stop there, you're still good. But for those who love that game so much, now they can go figure out more through the books and movies. Yeah, yeah, isn't, which isn't is the Five crazy. Freddy's a horror uh, game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah, it was, it, so I don't know. <laughs> it's a horror game for eight year olds. Yeah, yeah. If we're all being That's honest, it's it's, it's a horror game built all, <laughs> like built just using like jump scares and tension. That's it. Um, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like n- knowing that and knowing that that's how like most video game like like media, most video game like like movies and books and adaptations. That's typically how it goes. And a lot of the times like you need to have like played the game to know really what's going on or to really appreciate it. Cause like otherwise a lot of adaptations are mediocre at best uh, to put it lightly. Um, Super Mario Brothers movie. Chris Pratt, I'm coming for you. This year. <laughs> Here we go. But the, the craziest thing about <laughs> arcane to me, you don't have to have ever played league of legends. You don't have to know a single thing about it. And it holds up as one of the greatest pieces of animation I think that has ever been made. Um, it, I, I have played League of Legends, but I like actively hate the game. <laughs> I have, I have played it on like four different occasions where I've tried to get into it. I've had like friends sit and like guide me through it, carry me through some games so that I could get a feel for it. Every time, nope, can't do it. I hate it, which is crazy what for is me. It? Like so, like have you ever it? have you ever played? What do you do? Have you ever played Age of Empires or like Star Starcraft? No. Okay, I've played Plants vs Zombies. No, like that. I mean kind of, <sighs> but no. It's a tower defense game, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's kind of a tower what are defense. We talking okay, about? <laughs> tower defense. Okay, games are you're you on a team. You're on a team of like five people. You okay. like individually have to like defend like certain level. You have to defend like a core in your base. A pylon, um, if you will. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have <laughs> towers that act like that. You have like three branching lanes or like three individual lanes that you have to defend yep. through. Um, and at certain points in each of the lanes, both you and the enemy team have towers that are like extra bits of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, your base will send out different smaller minions that mm-hmm. uh, go and like do like auto attack each other uh, just endlessly. Um, your job as a hero in the game is to defend one of the lanes, kill the other minions so that your minions can advance into the tower so that uh, you can destroy the tower so that you can eventually destroy the core. Okay. So I'm, I'm an, I'm a hero. Mm -hmm. Let's call myself, I don't know, Heracles. Sure. I'm not saying, you know, that's fine. No, that's the game. (laughs) Hey, what up? I'm Heracles. Uh, this ain't Smite, though. This is League of Legends. It's a Smite crossover. Hi, I'm Heracles. I have all these little min- minion guys. I got all these little dudes. They're very buff, but they are toddlers. These little buff toddlers. Uh, and I have this core thing. It's my dad's pinky finger. It's Zeus's pinky. It's casual. I'm. I have to defend this because my teams. They're. They're. They're counting on me. So I'm gonna stay up in my tower. And I'm going to send my little toddler, my little buff toddlers out and they're going to mess up the enemy who's coming to try and destroy my core. Yes. 
Yeah, so you're uh, not like actively in the tower. You're out fighting like alongside the minions trying to kill the other minions. Okay, so me yeah. and my army of buff toddlers are getting out yeah. there and we're slaying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so if if I'm a League of Legends guy, Heracles is the guy I love. I'm like, oh, Heracles is dope. Mm-hmm. I really like Heracles. Yeah. I want more of Heracles and his toddler minions, his, ve- his very strong toddlers. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we're at with arcane right <laughs> that's that's the players in yeah arcane sure. those are the characters we're following <laughs> sure and some, and some like a, a few very specific ones and then just like exclude the buff toddlers and then we're good yeah no heracles don't exist neither do the buff toddlers yeah, yeah, those yeah. are all of my imagination <laughs> but you understand the premise is yeah, that yeah, yeah. these heroes that you play in as league of legends in Are, League of Legends, they're yeah. the characters in Arcane. Yes, yes. Some I'm of the most popular now. characters from League of Legends are the characters that we follow throughout Arcane. Mm. Notably, okay, so if, go ahead. Notably, no. Okay, so notably, it is the characters Jinx, Vi, uh, Caitlyn, and uh, shit. What's his name? <laughs> what's I his forgot name? It. That's, that's the I know. Please, nope. <laughs> Heracles, um, god of buff toddlers. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Jace, that's his name. Jace. Ah, Sorry, I, Jace. I didn't actually like internalize his name because he's voiced by a dude who's on um, the show Lucifer, whose mm. name, whose nickname is Dete- Detective Douche. Um, very sexy show. Yeah, and so <laughs> Jade and I, douche. as we were watching Arcane, we just kept referring to him as uh, Detective Douche. Love that. Yeah. Um, so if there is, uh, I'm sorry to keep harping back to the video game, but I fully want yeah. to understand before we dive into what I assume is the deep lore of yeah, Arcane. Yeah. And keep in mind, it is not important to actually know anything about the video game before you watch And that's show. totally yeah. cool, and I'm with it. I just want to see how well of an adaptation it was. If there was a story to League of Legends, if you could give me the cliff notes, what would those, be? what am I trying to do? Why am I defending these these pylons and is that something that plays a role in arcane no okay then f- forget it i don't care <laughs> i don't care about league of legends yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's i it, don't care so so here's the to, thing when you say when i say like adaptation that's a pretty like loose definition of like love that yeah yeah, yeah. it's like based it, off the thing right yeah, yeah based off the thing there are characters from the game that are in the show it's the same technical universe and world i think any question that I have can be answered or summed up in one question, which is, are people who love League of Legends complaining about this show saying it's not League of Legends enough? There are people who <laughs> are upset angry that fan Arcane <laughs> uh, deviates from the canon lore. Uh, however, okay. they're upset about that, but still incredibly happy with the show okay so the show is almost its own standalone thing it's it's essentially like an extended universe situation or like like, it's like a marvel what if thing but like better but nobody's (laughs) like pooping their pants because there aren't pylons and heracles doesn't have his buff toddlers like i i i predict that in like five to ten years people are going to think that like league of legends is the video game adaptation of arcane I love that. Yeah. Like Arcane is such an incredible show that I think is going to reach like such critical mass that despite the fact that League of Legends is such a popular game, even today, that people are going to first think of the show before they think of the video game. And I want everyone out there to not only recognize the shot that Michael just called, but also keep in mind, we did call uh, Knives Out 2. We can Mm -hmm. get into the (laughs) Spider-Man thing that we did, which was incredible that we did, you know, four months before the movie came out. But that's fine. We won't talk about it. All I'm saying is we call shots here on Entertain This. So get your ticket and go watch Arcane because shit's about to blow up. Yeah. Can you tell me the Spider-Man thing off the air? I just, you did the whole episode with us, Nick. Yeah, what about it? I know you called a shot. I wasn't sure which one it was. We there were lots the of shots that were called that we got right. Was yeah. a shot. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole episode, its existence, <laughs> was a huge shot that we called. Yeah, which honestly, I think we need to go back and like, like make amendments to it because like there was some <laughs> shit in that. Yeah, it, we need to do a round two. I think. Yeah. I think we need to ring that bell and get a round two. Yeah, that's something to look forward to this year. I, watched uh, I think Garfield that movie, I think that so, we should yeah. have to re-roll though. I think we should re-roll who's who. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and have different 
different here, spi- here, spiders. Here's the we thing. Defend? I will at this point. I will gladly take Andrew Garfield. Any of them. Yeah. I will Specifically, take any of them. I shit on Andrew Garfield so much in that episode. I will gladly take Andrew Garfield. <laughs> this isn't an episode about Spider Man, but if it was, I would say No Way Home fixed every single problem I've ever had with any adaptation of Spider Man. Yeah, we'll talk we can about get it. Into that. Later. Later, later. Maybe later. tomorrow. Yeah, maybe screw <laughs> what I had planned. Maybe that. All right, all right, all right. I don't right. care. All right. Let's get, Let's get back into our king because we got we haven't even talked about really the show yet. We've just talked about the background, the history of the show. Uh, that's okay. We'll get to yeah. it. So you've got this show that is on it's on Netflix. So it's a Netflix animated series. Uh, mm. What are the and they've been killing the game lately? They really can I have. Just say? Yeah, they they deserve banger some after banger. Can I get a banger from Michael? Banger. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> just after one yeah. after another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so one of the really cool things that I feel like really shows that Netflix has figured out the like the marketing and like that whole side of like the streaming service. Uh, is that like typically when a new show is released on Netflix, you get the entire season at once. You get mm. every episode from the beginning. What they ended yeah. up doing with Arcane is, is they released it in three, three episode acts, one the week after the other. Uh, so at the like, n- let's say like the first week you get the first three episodes and that in and of itself is kind of like a self-contained story arc. That leaves itself on its own emotional cliffhanger. From there, you get the same thing the next week and then the same thing the next week with that third week being the season finale ending in yet again, another emotional cliffhanger. The reason why, because they've already announced season two. Uh, This show is doing so well that it's like as they were releasing the last episode, yep, another season's coming. Um, Dope. Granted. Arcane season one was a labor of love that took six years to make. Uh, thankfully, it's not going to take another six years uh, for season two. They've already said it's it's not coming next year, but it is going to be coming faster because most of the time that was spent like actually making the show was a lot of experimentation because of the first time that you watch this show, you're going to see like, oh, shit. Everything here looks incredible. Um, like I have not. I've not watched anything in my life that has made my jaw drop solely from the animation uh, quite like this has, except for like this is and this is like this is on par with, (laughs) if not a little bit better, in my opinion, animation wise into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse left me breathless with the animation, so I knew that was literally the only thing that you could say in that moment. This Arcane has moments in the show where you are like like every moment like from beginning to end is incredible. But there are specific moments within the show that you remember because they step it up by like 10 notches for the animation. And like one of the stated goals and like one of the things that. Uh, Riot cinematics are, are like League of Legends cinematics are like known for is having like an incredible visual audio marriage like and that started with the get jinxed music video um, and that's something that they made like a specific point on with the series was they wanted to have like like once per episode a section that is like an animated music video essentially and they do an incredible job of that it's just like Every episode, there's like three to four minutes that is just like a perfect marriage of visuals and audio. Um, What's the vibe of this show like, Michael? Because you kind of what I was picturing in my head is almost Game of Thrones, Ian. But you just said that there's a music video in the middle of it, which makes me feel like it's more Avatar The Last Airbender, where it's like moments of levity mixed with like very emotional moments of like serious yeah. plot. Yeah. I would say that that is a perfect description of it. Um, at Which least at one? like a high level, the, the second yes, one, both of them. Um, okay, great. <laughs> okay. But there is elements of the first one as well. Um, like this is 100% like a mature adult, like cartoon, not on the same levels as like, um, like the adult swim shows and such. Like, <laughs> Well, that's a shame. That's a different not vibe not quite on those levels, but like it, it does not shy away from very heavy, like emotional and like some visceral um, scenes. Um, emotional damage. Yeah. No, like you, you like 
that is a perfect descriptor of this show is just straight emotional damage um very cool very excited (laughs) very neat very lovely my favorite thing is hurting yeah (laughs) extra suffering for you it's it's one of those things where like it makes you hurt in a way that you are very glad to have hurt um like you're very glad to feel the way you did because it means that the show succeeded so well in how it told its story gosh dang it yeah <laughs> you got um, me again essentially, essentially like the show is like it is a character focused uh tragedy uh political drama uh would be kind of like the best way to put it so like i'll just give you like a quick little base of basis of like the, the what the what is happening in the world and what we like get to like the the scenery and uh the direct like little environment that we get to experience as a little story in yes um, bring it on yeah so this story takes place within uh this small or this bigger city uh specifically made up of two different parts you have the uh beautiful uh piltover p i l t o v o v e r uh, which is where like all things like technology are happening. Everything in the society is like very incredibly beautiful and opulent. It is like this oligarchical society where you have like seven to 10 in like council members who kind of run everything. Everything's gilded in gold. The streets are wide open. It has almost this like surgical cleanliness to it. Um, everyone is dressed up in like these like ridiculously like fine outfits um but then you have just one bridge over uh one little river across is what's known as the underworld um that is this slum basically like shanty town uh where everything is dirty and claustrophobic there is all sorts of types of people who like there's even like some mutations uh everything there's like it's filled with like people who are like addicted to drugs and who are homeless and just all sorts of nastiness to the point where even the air in the, in the underworld is toxic to the people who live there. However, like the people who live there, they have just kind of come to accept this as, as just like a part of their world. So there's times where people from Piltover come down to the underworld. All the people from Piltover always have, like gas masks on because they don't want to get contaminated everyone in the underworld exact same like kind of humans and other creatures they don't even give a shit they're just like yeah we're probably going (laughs) to die soon anyways it's fine um the show mainly focuses on uh the two of the characters that i mentioned before these being vi and jinx but before we get to know who jinx is we get to know her at we get to know both of them as small children uh still Vi, but her name before she's Jinx is Powder. Um, Vi is kind of this like really strong, tough as nails, natural born leader, really brash, not like makes doesn't really make well thought out decisions, but you know, she's going to try her hardest to do what she feels is right. She got this like bright reddish pink hair um, and she likes to like punch things like she's very strong. Then you've got Powder, who is this like Small, lanky, clumsy, but incredibly intelligent um, little girl who is like three or four years younger than Vi is. Um, And for her, like she's not a natural born leader. She wants to like, but she has to try and live up to these expectations uh, of her sister, who is Vi, her and her and her and Vi are brother or are both sisters. Um, And it really kind of goes to show it follows these two characters and how they experience this crazy world where there's this huge dichotomy between Piltover and the underworld who throughout the from the very first scene of the show are in essentially this like deadlocked war with each other. Like the people from from Piltover don't come to the underworld unless it's kind of like the police who come in like kind of like beat down the citizens of the underworld. Um and the citizens of the underworld, they just want to be left alone. They already feel like they've been completely abandoned by the people of Piltover. They feel like they've been left to rot and they just want to be left alone. So that way they can live their own lives. Because as soon as the people in the underworld start causing any sort of trouble that goes on, that carries over to Piltover, 
you best believe the police are coming down to let their presence be known to stop any sort of situation from going down. Um, And throughout the entire series, we get to see how these two girls grow up, how they mature, how they don't mature, how they experience this world around them and how it transforms them into these um, incredibly broken characters who just want, who are just trying their best to do what they think is right. Um, whether that's for selfish or unselfish reasons. Um, and from there you get this dichotomy between those two characters and the struggles that they're going through along with the other cast of characters who are all of these people who are living in Piltover who there's like Jace, who is this scientific visionary who, uh, experienced magic when he was younger Uh, And it saved his life. But the city of Piltover from its founding, they made a point to not try and include magic into any of its technologies because the guy, one of the people who originally built the city is still alive because of his like the kind of creature he is. And he remembers the world before when it was filled with magic. And he knows that magic leads only to destruction because the power corrupts. Um, Mm. Jace, on the other hand, doesn't know that. All he wants to do is make the world a better place, make save people's lives, make their lives easier. And he thinks that magic can do that. So he comes up with this technology called Hextech. Um, and that Hextech comes to become the central plot device through for everyone in the series. Um, and it's through that that you really see that every character in the show experiences issues. They experience problems. Some a lot of the times they experience what ends up being the same problems. However, each one of them comes up with their own different solutions to try and fix these issues. And part of what makes it such a great story is that none of their issue, none of their solutions to these issues is without fault. Every single person's solution always has something wrong with it, something that can be exploited, something that can be taken advantage of, something that is just fundamentally wrong with the solution itself. And it's through the intermingling of all of these different solutions kind of coming together. You have these characters constantly butting heads, constantly at each other's throats or coming together to work together for a common goal, but not wanting to do it, having like true hate for each other and wanting to, but having to put that aside because it makes sense for their solutions to align for that moment in time. Um, Hmm. And it just from start to finish, it shows every little bit of these characters to the point where you don't have to know anything about them. You come in, the animation is perfectly, perfectly characterizes each of the individual characters and shows exactly who they are at no point. Do you ever think like, Oh yeah, that's just like, that's just as like an uncanny Valley 3d character just doing the things. So the <laughs> facial animations are so well done that you see small individual eye movements that characterize the nervousness of them that you can see like them being scared and they're the animators were not afraid to take emotion and take it up to 11. Um, there are certain scenes of powder, the little lanky girl with blue hair who turns into jinx where when she's little, she cries and it's like, Oh, I have felt that kind of ugly cry before. I know what that feels like. Oof. Um, and it's like snot fully dripping down the face. <laughs> Uh, like eyes just like red and swollen. And it's like every little bit of what happens in the show. You see characters doing stupid shit. You see characters making dumb decisions. You see characters doing smart things like, but at no point do you ever question why a character would ever do something. It's always like, yep, that makes sense. Like I know, like I have known you for five minutes and I feel like I get an entire like idea of who you are as a person and what decisions you would make given the situation. Mm. And that to me is one of the best things about animation, the best things about um, this sort of visual storytelling and what it can do just from the look of how you could characterize or how you could portray a character through just their visuals. You get such an immediately strong sense of who a character is um, like at no point do you ever look at powder or jinx and think, oh, yeah, they're like a strong brute like or anything like that. It's like, no, that is a lanky, clumsy person who has to figure out smarter other means to take down their problems. 
But then you take one look at Vi or their father, Vander, who found them after waging war against Piltover on the bridge. Um, you take one look at him and he's like, oh, yeah, that he, he he's a tank. Like he's built like a brick <laughs> shit house. Like he's going to he's going to punch someone and they're going to just die. Like <laughs> No contest. One hit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's one of the craziest things to me about this show is like it's insanity. And just like not only is it just one of the most beautiful pieces of art that just perfectly blends 2D and 3D with this incredible oil painting style that just feels so incredibly unique like every little bit of it just feels so cohesive, so well thought out. You can tell from start to finish this entire production was built with love in every single drop of blood, sweat and tears. It's incredible. Like you look at, yeah, go for it. One thing that you could say about Walt Disney back in the day is that they put that same amount of craft into what they were creating. Like if you look at, Beauty and the Beast, for instance, mm-hmm. or Bambi, you can look at the backgrounds that they use to to frame the characters moving along in the forest or something like that. Those are paintings on glass plates. Yeah. So I don't know if you can actually see that in the movies or not, but you can see how somebody went in there with a brush and painted in all the little bushes and, and burrs and trees and stuff like that. And I don't know, that's just what, what you were talking about with oil painting, because take it from me, from my own personal experience, oil painting is very difficult. Yeah, to even like to do physically with uh, with a brush and, and paint. So to have that in, I don't know. I guess Netflix format. Like that's it's it's just like all art is connected in some way, and you have to mm-hmm. at some point go back to the old masters and see what they were doing back in like 16th century uh, Flemish or Dutch yeah. paintings. So it's just interesting how everything comes around and goes around. Yeah, it it's one of those things where it's like if you can pause this show at any point. And it looks straight up like a piece of character art specifically made for the show and that it lives on a canvas in a museum. Hmm. Like it's just beautiful. Um, and one of the coolest things that this show also does is it emphasizes this like beautiful combination of 2D and 3D where anytime that they want to really put a lot of oomph into like an effect or to like some sort of visual they go completely high contrasted, like comic-y, like 2D. Um, like at one scene, uh, a character holds up a flare above their head and it billows out this beautiful blue smoke that is so different from the world around it that like your eye is just immediately drawn to it. It's like it lives by a completely different set of rules within the world and the visual style but it still makes sense. It doesn't feel so out of place that it's just like, all right, someone just slapped like something from DVR on top of this painting. Like it doesn't feel so like I know, at all. I didn't want to say I it. know that we're like an audio <laughs> podcast and Michael's descriptions may seem, you know, abstract or avant-garde in, uh, in a, a simply in your head sense. Mm-hmm. There are trailers on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I've been quiet for a while because I've been watching them because <laughs> I wanted to know, I wanted to see what it looked like. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, you, you've convinced me that it is a beautiful show, but I wanted to see it. So I knew exactly what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I can understand now why I had to go look it up to really get what you're saying yeah. because it is impossible to describe. Yeah. Um, actually the reason why I was quiet for so long was because there's a two minute trailer and then I watched like a five minute how it's made video because I wanted to know if they used mocap or not because the faces are that good. Uh, it doesn't seem like Mm. they do. It's all like done by artists and like every little detail is it's, it's meant to be something that you watch it multiple times and you notice all those small things. Yeah. So I get what you're saying now, Michael, and I suggest to anybody listening to this, if you are kind of on the fence about the show, go watch those trailers on YouTube because they, it is a beautiful show. Yeah. Like one of the. And then the context and plot, it, like Michael has provided enough that you can know, hey, this is going to be a fun show to watch. And also this is going to be a fun show just to watch. Yeah. Like, to give you an idea, one of the people who worked on the show, one of the animators, they came out on Twitter and said, yeah, every every four frames of the show. So, like, 
kind of like what uh, Nick was talking about earlier with like Snow White, where it's like a painting on a glass pane. Uh, those would be what's considered a frame in animation. It's just like one individual skep sketch that you kind of like flip back and forth. Um, mm, okay. So like maybe maybe a better app description for what you were saying is like a frame would be what would go on top of the oil painting. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's oh, what see. would actually like flip back and forth from to actually show the animation uh, and show the movement. So like each part of moment of movement in the show is a frame. Um, four frame typically in most like animations, they are 24 frames a second. Uh, I believe I believe like arcane is actually like a 30 frames per second show. So it shows everything shows a little bit smoother and you can get a little bit better um, like motion shown throughout Mm it. Um, Four frames a second or sorry, four frames took a week for a single animator. So that is no wonder it took them six years. Yeah, that is (laughs) less literally draw out everything. Yeah, less than a quarter of a second. Take took a week of work. They're like, hey, season one took us six years. Season two, we're going for 12. Yeah. We're doing 60 <laughs> frames per second, baby. See you guys yeah. in 2030. Have fun. <laughs> but don't die. But it's just visually the insanity it, like of how incredibly beautiful it is. I mean, like, there's been episodes of Entertain This in the past where I've been the host, and there's been moments in time where I've struggled to find words, where I've like hiccup like and not been able to like figure out what to say next because I run out of notes. That's just the nature of what happens with me because I don't take notes. Um, Arcane. But you got a voice like an angel. Thanks. It still works. Somehow it <laughs> still works. Beautiful idiot of an angel. Um, <laughs> You're a little himbo boy. Yeah, I love, I love it. Um, this is the first time where I feel like I can talk about just the looks and stylings of a show for an hour straight and have no problems at all i can keep going on and on and on and on but i feel like we've reached a point where i've done enough alex you yourself said i can only describe it so well you have to go see the trailers of the show just to get an idea here's a question that i do have Mm -hmm. that i think that you can answer (laughs) should i go watch Um, it no no we can leave that for the end but uh my question is is this art style that they've chosen for this show which is beautiful. Does it represent the art style used in League of Legends, or is it a huge tonal shift from League of Legends? It's like if you took the art style from League of Legends and gave it a budget of like a trillion dollars. So um, it does. It's so reminiscent. Like the characters are recognizable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you, you see the, you see the characters like in the show compared to the game. And it's like, cool. Yeah. I know who exactly that is. Like anybody who, um, who plays the games and comes and watches the show, like upon first sight, they're going to be like, I know who that is. 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 It's like, cool. I know like the briefest bit about them. Now I get to see their story unfold. (laughs) That's dope. Yeah. And it's like, the show is essentially just like, extreme fan service to anyone who is like a big lore fanatic of League of Legends or who loves the games or these heroes. But for anyone who doesn't, who doesn't know any of that stuff, you're still going to be greeted with one of the best animated productions, I think, of all time. Hmm. And I'm looking at screenshots from League of Legends, and I'm pretty sure I've seen this game played before, uh, either on the stream or whatever. For a while but, there, it was the most popular game on Twitch for like three or four years. Yeah, and I've I've seen somebody play this, but it seems oh, it's a MOBA. It's a yeah. MOBA, multi online or massive online battle. That's an acronym. You can figure it out. <laughs> um, but I'm looking at this, and it, this is one of those games that looks like somebody just vomited on the screen whenever somebody does like a, a super duper combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just and there's numbers flying everywhere but um yeah i'm kind of glad that you, the arcane show doesn't take off the hat because that'd be very bad no it basically takes so, like all of that visual noise and that like and it puts it, it into like cohesive like effects yeah. um, so i i did just also google league of legends i just wanted to see what it looked like <laughs> Totally fair. And I should have, I, you know, that's a great question I to just Google League of Legends and see how it compares. You're learning screenshots, yeah. So you're telling me, what year was this big YouTube video that they let out? 
like 2013. So you're telling me in 2013, they said, hey, video game guys, hey, hey, bunch of video game nerds in 2013. You like girls with blue hair? And they were surprised when the internet was like, yes, let's go, blue hair. Like, yeah, that's a staple for the gaming community. Like, (laughs) indie girl with the blue hair has big gun. Also carry grenade. And yes, they're going to like that, you bunch of dorks. Well, the thing was, is they knew that they had a hit when they released Jinx, like the character. The thing that surprised everyone was the art style that they picked for the, the music video. Like, if you watch the music video for Get Jinxed and then watch the show Arcane, it looks like, oh, someone just made like a music video for Arcane. Like it's made by the same studio, has this has the inklings of the same exact art style. It's just they've had six years or they've had what? Almost 10 years now to perfect that style, evolve it. And through that process, I think they've shown just the sheer capability that 3D and 2D animation have and how we can expect from it moving forward into the future. And here I was thinking, yeah, I mean, it's just League of Legends is one of those games where it's like mindless and you're just sitting there like, kill, 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 and whatever else. <laughs> but <laughs> there's strategy with it too. I'm not just, oh, no, like the, all the off. game is almost 100% strategy. Yeah. But yeah. based off what I've seen, <laughs> yeah. it's like just one of those games that's way too much visual information going into your brain at one time. But I had no idea that it could go this deep or this hard, <laughs> especially yeah. with the show spin off. Uh, Spin off of inspired by inspired by based in the in same fun off of yeah. tailspin yeah no you guys remember tailspin what was that well Michael thank you so much yeah. for bringing this to our attention it is a beautiful game do you have a closing uh really the only closing I can think of is if you're not going to like if you don't think my words have done it justice or if like you're still not convinced by what I've said about the show. Um, please just go look at a trailer. Please just go watch episode one. That's 30, 40 minutes of your time that you are not going to regret. Um, so please, anyone who hasn't seen Arcane yet, please entertain it. Okay. Hey, let's end this uh, kind of different new way, this segment. Um, Nick, are you going to entertain it? Uh, I'll consider it. I need a yes or no. That's how this game's working. <laughs> Yes. After what has been said today, is this something that interests you? I will eventually watch it. Yes. Great. I'm on that same boat. Yeah, you <laughs> you convinced me. That is kind of the premise of our show, and I just think it's neat moving forward if we're like at the end of it, if it's not something we've already like seen or been excited about, if we're like, hey, did it, did it work? Did that hour convince you? <laughs> yes. Great. Um, you can't be afraid so, to say no, though. That's the thing. You can't be afraid to say it, no. no. <laughs> if, it did, if you weren't convinced, no. Sorry. Yeah. Probably not going to entertain it, but that's the that's the game baby i found out that, like that's what it's all about as i grew old in my in my feeble years is that i'm, I'm more of a how old are you i'm too old for this how old are 27. you but anyway okay <laughs> okay i've noticed that i'm more of a, a context queen because I, I like like the the setting context queen what the hell does that mean okay i'll explain that's a t-shirt <laughs> um tm i just noticed that the 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 settings of the games or media or films that i watch have to be something that interests me not just like the actual story itself because sometimes the story it's on a train next time no it's (laughs) it's more than just that there's certain things that i I like and i think that maybe this tickles some of those things maybe not i i I think knowing knowing you nick i think if you were to watch one or two episodes of this show you would not have any questions about the setting or the world you would be full in yeah, I mean, I have to be interested in the world, and so far from what you've explained, you're you're uh, tickling all the right spots. <laughs> Gross. Yep. <laughs> in lieu of a quick this this week, um, just to have a filler because we haven't done a quick this in a while, and our quick this uh, lovers out there are starting to get a little frustrated <laughs> with us. I think um, I'd like to spend, you know five minutes the length of a quick this to just talk about some of the stuff that you know we had a couple weeks off Mm -hmm. what did we entertain over our vacation between seasons i'll start 
after in lieu of Spider-Man No Way Home and of Hawkeye, I decided to go back and finally consume the Netflix series, the Netflix Marvel series. Mm-hmm. I did a complete rewatch of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in 2021, and I missed those, and I miss Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Those were some things that I didn't consider to be canon, but... Who's to say what's canon and what's not (laughs) in a multiverse of madness? So I went back and I watched them and I really enjoyed them. So if you haven't given those a chance yet, I suggest you entertain this. Ooh, nice. You want me to go next? I'll go next. Nick, what did you entertain? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, Let me see. I have to wind back the clock because you you know how those days in between Christmas and New Year's are just kind of like a gray blob of... Yeah, Mm -hmm. what's up with those days? That's wild, but yes. Yeah, those are lost days. Is it December 27th? Those days don't exist. Those days are for rest. (laughs) That's that's in the Bible when God rested. It was between Christmas and New Year's. He said every Sunday and and also... (laughs) The 26th to the 1st, those are are the Sundays of the year. Those days don't exist, and no one's allowed to talk about them. They were lost days, but to kick off my Christmas vacation, my National Lampoon's Christmas vacation, I got my COVID booster... And Woo. that didn't make me feel so good the day after. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I did, you got entertainment from the COVID booster. <laughs> I didn't at all. Um, <laughs> but get your boosters. Okay, guys. Um, I watched booster. I barely know her. Ooh, what are you talking about? Right. I thought we were going to be sorry. Up with this. <laughs> I watched, uh, no, I watched the entire, um, Hawkeye series on, uh, Disney hey, Plus. Nice. my boy. All in one sitting. Maybe it was two sittings. Thoughts? I don't know. It was great. I thought it was great. Excellent. Um, They do a great job over there, Marvel. They do. And then the rest of the time, I guess, uh, because I had two weeks off at the end of the year, I just, um, I played a little Fortnite. That was fun. Did you play the Spider-Man update? I guess that's what it was. Yeah. With the swanging and the shooting? (laughs) It was very fun. (laughs) Did you do the swanging? You get the gauntlets and you go, then you go, wee. You, you get the yeah, yeah. Spider-Man and Spider-Man around as Naruto as you uh, <laughs> as you did, did you make Spider-Man do the default dance? Yes. <laughs> That's all I do. That's all I can do because I'm I don't pay money. But <laughs> That's excellent. And I just played Minecraft the rest of the time. So it was pretty it was nice and uh restful and in Rocks One, I got uh, the new Call of Duty Vanguard, which is also pretty good. Ooh. You got Vanguard and you haven't played with me yet? I got Vanguard. I think it's good. Excellent. Nice. <laughs> Have you played the multiplayer? That's all I can play. The zombies mode isn't For like, those, what is the zombies mode? I don't understand. Good. It's not good. It's not good. It's like, mm. oh, let's go into a portal and then we get to shoot zombies. What happened to the round based things where you just shoot zombies? <laughs> like, Glad to know the zombies isn't that good before I spend $60 to play two hours of it with you all. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just multiplayer. Uh, That's the only thing. A little, a little uh, just inside baseball for you guys out there. In Call of Duty Vanguard, I'm currently a level 136, Prestige 3. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been playing it for so long. Oh, I play it so much. Send help. I'm good with a sniper. I hate it. I'm just, uh, oh, God. That's like me back in middle school and high school. I'm what the kids call cracked. <laughs> you, just, you get home from school, and the first thing you do, you're like, are you going to do your homework? Hell no. <laughs> Sitting no. in front of the TV. I gotta go do game battles with my friends. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Tyreek said that you wanted to one v one me at school today. You want me to look like a freaking lamo? One v one. One v one me on Rust. Quick scopes only. Run v run v one v run me on shipment. Yeah, <laughs> junkyard. Jeez, shipments a cluster. Oh my god. Yeah. As soon as Michael. you figure out that you can wall bang in that game over. Yeah. No, That's what she said. Yep. Uh. <laughs> Michael, what have you entertained in our very short break? All right. So if you all have listened to my episodes, you know what sort of shit I like. Uh, Anime. <laughs> that weeboo shit. Yep. I basically played Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. For, I think I put in about 20 to, 20 to 30 ga- hours in the span of like three or four days uh, during between between Christmas and New New Year's, I I put in probably about thirty to forty hours of game time. Sounds about right. Uh, when I wasn't doing that though, I was watching the newly released season two of Demon Slayer, 
uh, season two takes place after Mugen Train, which, I, hey, we've got a past episode about. Go check it out. It's got trains. It's got anime. Fun for the whole family, except for Alex. Um, he's the only one who isn't invested. Who doesn't uh, like trains? I don't like, like anime. anime. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We have we have plenty of anime representation on this show. You don't need to hate me because I'm not into yeah, it. It all comes from me, so don't worry. Just go watch one of my episodes. There's an anime reference somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> but both are fantastic. Like I've already talked at length about Final Fantasy 14 season two of Demon Slayer picks right up where it left off, and it's awesome. Check it out. Go watch season one, the movie, and the show. Final Fantasy and Demon Slayer are the same thing? Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. What? No. Okay. I'm lost. Final, I'm Final sorry. Train, a lot of 15. stuff's happening. Yeah, you better not miss it. It's the last one. <laughs> it's the last one. Last one. End of the line. <laughs> well, we thank you guys for holding out and joining us once again here on this blessed, blessed building for which we have built their blood, sweat, tears, and words. As always, um, well, I guess I want to do this a little different this time. Ooh. I want to give a little, a little special shout out to a listener out there named Olivia who sent us an email. Mm-hmm. It was very kind. Oh, yeah. Very kind words from Olivia uh, in regards to our Piggy and Numberland playthrough that we've been doing on our YouTube channel. New episodes of that are to come, so don't you worry. We're finishing out that game if it kills me. <laughs> and it I, may. I let, <laughs> I let that genie out of the bottle and I'm going to put that thing back in. <laughs> but Have fun. If... There's something that you want to see us cover on this show, something that you want to see if we would entertain, you can email us, and it doesn't have to be a suggestion. If you just want to shout out and say hi, turns out we love those too. We love talking with you guys, so (laughs) if you want to get in contact with us in any sort, as long as it's positive, preferably, you can email us. Our email is entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, www.entertainthis.net. Scroll all the way to the bottom. There's a little survey that you can fill out there. Get shot straight to our email. It's a little bit easier way to get in contact with us but if you're on social medias you can follow us on twitter we're entertain underscore this you can find us on instagram entertain this podcast we also have a facebook page where podcasts entertain this there are many other ways that you can get in contact with us but you'll figure them out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but for now thank you so much for joining us and entertain us so we can entertain you and you can entertain this See you guys next Friday. Goodbye. Bye. This episode of Entertain This was written by Michael Savoya, with additional commentary from Nick Mustakangas and Alex Steele. Our showrunner and resident fact checker is Chloe Price. Our theme music is Rush Mobile by Aaron Spencer, with interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.